Hello and welcome to Find Your Lady Tribe. Have you ever had a friendship that you had some kind of issue or conflict to come up with and all of a sudden you've had no more friendship? Yes. That ever happened to you? It has. It hurts. It's horrible. It hurts. And I'm just going to put it out there. If you have a, a, a friendship that is in the tribe category, that's not okay. We're going to talk about courageous conversations, if and when to have them, and how to effectively maneuver this conflict so that your friendship can become even stronger. I love it. So stay tuned. Welcome to Find Your Lady Tribe. My name is Brenda. And I am Michelle. And it's our mission to build a community of lady tribes, a place to connect and grow your tribe with resources, ideas, workshops, retreats, and events. We invite you to join our inner circle and become a tribe leader. It's free! <laughs> Each week, we will start a conversation about connecting within your tribe and across all of our tribes. Our goal is to create 1,000 new lady tribes in 2022. And each episode will challenge you with a call to action. The first one is to join our inner circle. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash my lady tribe. And as a gratitude gift, we will send you a downloadable copy of chapter one of Lady and the Tribe, The Awakening. Yay! <laughs> so please subscribe to be notified of a new episode each week. So I don't want to throw you under the bus or anything, but does any come to mind? I have some that come to mind, a couple friendships that I, that I wish I had still. Do you have any that come to mind? Yes, it, it happened to me. And it was all because I couldn't have that courageous conversation. I didn't have any ability to effectively manage conflict inside my friendships. And I take full responsibility that it was my, I just, emotional unintelligence in the situation that cost me the cost me a wonderful amazing beautiful bestie in my life uh, all because I couldn't have the right conversation at the right time you want to know the details yeah I yeah. mean if it, share share do share just a little bit well I think this happens a lot in tribes that in really tight knit groups. Like I was in a group of girls, friends that were the tightest forever buddies. Mm -hmm. And no, what I always loved about it was nobody was anybody's best, best friend. We had actually all come together uh, out of common interest. And I might have actually been the center point that, that had connected all of these people who came mm -hmm. together and became a really tight group. And when one person in the tribe was going through something really tough in her life, the way that she managed it and handled it was, was not, you know, accepted or approved of by absolutely everybody in the tribe. But, but the, the real center point friend who I hate that I lost was very 
sure that her perspectives and her opinions were the ones that the rest of us in the group should adopt. And I felt a loyalty and maybe even a defensiveness to stand up for the other person. And that set me outside. They set me outside one friend with the most influence and probably the most um, determination and will to be right mm -hmm. that um, it, it caused division only because I couldn't get up the courage to say, hey, I think you're wrong about this. And I was not willing to risk my friendships with all the rest of the people by going against one person's opinion and having that conversation and presenting new facts or I, I was just too weak and I was much more of a follower and it cost me. It mm. cost me the love and the circle and the memories and the friendship and it still hurts today that I wasn't emotionally in a place to be able to face that conflict resolution head on. What about you? You know, I, I just want to say a few things about what you said because you brought up some points I hadn't even considered because, you know, when conflict happens within a tribe, it is completely different than when you're just having a issue with one other person, you know, mm -hmm. but that can absolutely implode or explode a tribe is when one person is completely, you know, is causing trouble of some sort or whatever. But what it comes down to for me is really all of our relationships are just with one other person. We do have the tribe aspect, right? Yes. But we have our individual connections with each of those tribe members. And you cannot group heal someone. I mean, okay, I've Yes, there's interventions and things like that and that we as a tribe can help or, or, you know, you know, support our friendships. Absolutely. But our relationship is not a, a combined effort. It is a one-on-one -on -one relationship. We have a tribe of one-on-one -on -one relationships. Mm. And um, I feel that that's, that's how where we go wrong sometimes when we try to approach an individual conversation in that tribal way and you the, the, the odd man out feel is out i mean they feel ganged up on they yeah. feel like no one understands them and it's probably um i don't have an experience like that is I hope I never do because my our tribes are just so, so synergistic, but of course we will. Um, because the thing about friendship and, and our tribe is that we are not bound to each other in any other way than our own love and commitment and our by choice. It's really the truly the only relationship that we have probably that is so meaningful, but mm -hmm. we aren't bound by blood, by contract, by vow. Mm -hmm. We, those relationships in our life, we take a lot more getting to get out of, right? Yeah. And, you know, so, so and it goes to our commitment level, I guess, if we are, are calling these women in our lives tribe, 
um, we need to treat them as if with the same respect and the same measures of, of taking, doing what it takes to get through those issues and having the, these conversations that are not easy. Nobody likes having the conversation yeah. of, you know, I don't see it the way you see it. Um, you know, you're really messing things up as far as I'm concerned. I don't like what you're doing. Um, or I don't, I don't feel it's good for you. You're on a path. Those are tough, tough conversations because we're all adults. Right. And we don't like being told what to do either. Yeah. Um, so I guess, first of all, we just consider that your relationships with your tribe are individual relationships with each other. And you should, um, especially in conflict, um, give them the respect of a one-on-one -on -one conversation and approach. Right, wouldn't you say? I agree. I agree. I remember that the hardest thing was feeling like it wasn't okay to disagree. That if I couldn't go along, if I didn't, if I did speak up, that I would be out. And that made me feel very valueless. It made mm -hmm. me feel not valued by anyone. Mm -hmm. And um, I needed to have that conversation. And I just didn't have any strategies to approach it in the one-on-one -on -one. and I kind of relied on the the wisdom of the others to sort of get me through and I think that that was my downfall was to to think well this is going to blow over this is going to pass I mm -hmm. maybe use some avoidance I maybe thought they'll come to see it differently down the road, ooh, maybe they'll miss me. And they'll realize that that wasn't ever, that wasn't ever the way, you know, that it should have been, that that wasn't the perspective that was fair or right or good to take. And that more than anything else, just that that's not what good friends do. Mm -hmm. And that I am worth and they are worth having the hard conversation. Right. Did you feel like with each of those uh, women in the tribe, you had an individual connection and an oh, individual yeah. relationship? Yeah, yeah. And but like I said, it was um, after after the verdict was made that I was no longer valued or acceptable, then nobody else was allowed to be friends with me unless they sacrificed or spent time with me or or get any. Yeah, it was it was definitely an out. Yeah. Like you're out, and it 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 was all a a just misunderstanding, and I wish that I could have cleared it up. Many and, times it is just a misunderstanding. We aren't. We think we know what each other are thinking. We don't. And we've experienced that just this week. We, you know, <laughs> I have an idea of what how things are happening and what's going to happen. And Michelle does, and we think, oh yeah, we're talking about it, and, and we all we want the same goal, and it's we see it playing out the same way, but the the middle part was completely different. And you know, on a on a good day, that's fine. On a on a rougher day, so you're like, what? Uh, how could she not see this? <laughs> well, that's just navigating. I, navigating. That's, that's navigating. I think the 
the most important or first step, let's say, of having the courageous conversation, being able to do it, is to actually acknowledge that there's something wrong, that mm -hmm. something needs to be worked out and under what terms it needs to work out. And so that word, courageous conversation, is something that I had actually picked up from a therapist who just offhand as I was talking to them about this situation just said, sounds like you need to have a courageous conversation. And I was like, what is that? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a thing. And so just even having that terminology, it's a thing. And it's something that it has a step. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And what does that look like? All of a sudden, I was amazingly empowered that, oh, well, now I have a way to resolve these conflicts when they come up. And There's a pro so, and she, you're a process person. Oh, yeah, I got to have so a process. So now she has it all spelled out. Do you... Do you remember this process that you could help share a little bit here? I mean, I do. The first step is absolutely acknowledging. That's yeah. it. The first step is acknowledging that there's a misunderstanding, mm -hmm. not backdooring it, not tiptoeing around it, avoiding passive it, aggressive, playing out different personalities in the misunderstanding. It's just acknowledging that we are not on the same wavelength. I saw it this way. You saw it that way. I want to hear your perspective. So first part of the courageous conversation is, is that. And the second part is being able to say that I, you are important to me or this is important to me or whatever it is, state that the person is valued mm -hmm. and let them state that you are important or you are valued to them or not, because when you don't address it right away, that part is is questionable. It's sort of the thing waiting in the air of, well, I must not have been valuable enough to you for you to have even said that, called me, told me at all. So getting it out into the open of what it what it even is and seeing each other's perspective and knowing that you're valuable enough to me that, third step, I want to change going forward. I want to change X. I want this to look differently. This is how I want it to look going forward. This is what I need. Not past is past. Hopefully there's some space for forgiveness, but more so, this is what I need it to be going forward. And I think one of the reasons that you and I, that was just, that was just our week is because this is how, this is how you operate. This is how you have those skills. You have that emotional intelligence. You, I'm important to you. You give me space. You're important to me. I, you know that. I hope you know that. I do. <laughs> and that you never doubt it. And so that just leaves us space to be able to navigate. So mm -hmm. it can be out and said and done and moved on within, within a week, even if it's something super really important. So um, stating that the person is important to you, the issue is important to you, whatever 
the consequences that could come to you or avoiding or whatever is important to you. And you can fill in the blank with X, Y, Z, right? right? Fill in the blank with X, Y, Z. And then commitment. The last step of a brave or courageous conversation is what am I committed to doing going forward? And then you know what I'm committed to. I'm on the hook for. From now on, I promise I will X, Y, Z. I will answer all the emails on time. <laughs> I will whatever the thing is so that that person doesn't sit there thinking, well, why didn't she do what she said she was going to do? I thought I was important to her. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. So what it, it's really one size fits all. Um, I will not blow you off and make you think I wasn't thinking of you or that you weren't important to me. And I will always show up on time, even ahead of time from now on. I will never leave you holding the bag again. Mm -hmm. I will never keep you wondering. I will communicate better about these things, even if I'm in a bind or a bad place that day. I won't leave things unsaid. Whatever your commitment or your promise is, the courageous conversation wraps with what are you committed to do to because that person is important to you? And it should be, come from both sides. I mean, there should be, it should be a compromise of sorts. I mean, unless, unless you're just wrong. Okay, so, and somebody <laughs> might just be wrong. Someone that, might just be wrong, if possible. There's probably always somebody who's just wrong. But the real kicker comes when, what if they don't want to play? Well, that happens too, but I want, I, I want to talk about that, but I also, I want to throw in one more key tip okay. to, to well, not, you didn't miss it, but, but something that I learned and really is effective in any relationship you're negotiating with. And, and especially if it's emotional, mm -hmm. you know, you're feeling really hurt or bothered or upset by something, you know, we, we have a tendency to say, you did this and it may, you know, that, you know, you did this and immediately that gets the person on the defensive, right? And they're right. going, oh, they're probably not even listening past you did this, right? Right, right. Just taking some time before you sit down together and rephrasing your issue in an I statement. Have you heard of an I statement? Oh, yeah, use it yeah, all the time. Using it. So basically, I feel hurt when, I, or I felt hurt when this happened. Because no one can argue with you about the way you feel about something, you know? Right. So, and they're, and they're going to go, oh, I didn't make, want you to feel that way. And versus the, you did this and, and that, you know, maybe you left, you know, you turn it around so that, that the, they are, it's empathy is possible and they can mm. see it from your perspective because you're coming from your position and saying, instead of pointing the finger with it, a you statement, make it an I statement. I love that because when you use you, it doesn't matter what you say after the word you, it sounds like you were wrong. You need to change. You are not as good mm -hmm. as you need to be. And we never mean to feed that. I love the I statement with, along with your feelings or your perspective, making it possible. Absolutely. But I am, I am, you're so good at this that and you maintain such beautiful friendships and connections, many of them, that I wonder what you do when the person just won't play. 
when that when that terminology isn't already part mm -hmm. of the tribe yeah. language and it is in ours right like now yeah. i can say brenda i think i really have to have a courageous conversation with jane we can do that. You know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And you respect and hold that space and place for both of us as friends. And that only contributes to the goodness. But if someone in the circle just won't play, it's right. too sensitive, too fresh, too polar of a topic or an issue, too close to home, mm -hmm. one of those things, how do you sort of break their ice yeah well i there are going to be things that happen like that because it's when it's so fresh and so you know just you know something that is so personal to them um what i what i would do and what i do is i would kind of remind them of my commitment to them even though we don't we're not bound by anything other than the fact that i love you that is real and big and true to me. And you are important enough to me to work through this hard stuff. And, and I, and I hope, you know, and, and if you need time to settle and simmer on it, I am willing to wait for you. Uh, so I would give those kind of cues and, but just kind of have the conversation that you value that friendship as much, you know, up right up there with family and and marriage and all that stuff because and if you don't you don't you, I'm not saying make this stuff up you know right but, if it's true for you or or that you know you want to continue growing in depth and this is just one of those hurdles that uh, any real significant relationship in your life is gonna have some conflict mm -hmm. and you can't if you're just one of those people that oh no drama for me I'm off to the next thing well you're just never going to have real deep friendships. So it's just, what do you want? And maybe I would, I would ask that. I said, do you want, you know, what is it that you want out of friendship? Do you want something deep and real so that, that we work through things like this or not? And you know, it, it does fall back on them. It is, it is their decision where you can't chase them forever. And in your own life, when you have a conflict with a friend, depending on the level of friendship that you have, it may or may not be worth it. They're not all worth going down that rabbit hole. But the tribe, your tribe, I'm just putting a sticking ground, is worth that effort. It is because there's more at stake than just the individual relationships of one-on-one. -on -one. That when it's like mom and dad being out of sync and all the kids being upset, mm -hmm. when that tribal bond seems to be broken or isolating that it just opens the door for so many awful or ugly feelings. Um, it, it reminds me of, of keeping, of keeping secrets. And I know mm -hmm. we've talked about the, the delicate balance between holding someone's confidence, um, confidential and gossiping. It's, nobody's ever going to get that completely right. And there's going to be lots of perspectives around those things. But if we don't, if we don't honor that in, in our individual relationships, we can literally poison and take down lots of innocent bystanders who were probably not even involved. And right. so 
there's a bit of accountability in a tribe relationship. We all have to play our role. And sometimes you never know if, if I had that problem with that one person, there could be four more, five more people in the circle who are struggling with the same thing. And your bravery in having that courageous conversation could be a solution for the entire tribe that makes the love and the commitment in the group multiply because you stepped up and, and asked for that courageous conversation. Yeah, so I have a, a little bit of homework, a takeaway for everyone today. And um, it, it's called an upfront contract. And I challenge each of you to get with the closest relationships in your life, closest friendships that you have, and design or have this conversation of an upfront contract that, hey, everything is, you know, beaches and sunshine right now, and we, you know, can't see anything bad on the horizon, but I care a lot about you and you are one of my best friends. And I care enough that I know we are gonna have some life happen to us and we are not always gonna agree. And I want to commit to you that when that happens, I care enough about you that I'm willing to have a tough conversation. I'm willing to work. I'm willing to fight for us. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to keep our friendship um, growing. And th that conflict is only going to deepen, deepen those bonds once you're on the other side of it. So I love how do you that. like that homework? I love that homework. And think of it's like kind of the line in the contract um, that you might have with an employer or where it says that any disputes will be settled by mediation, that's the upfront contract that we need to be offering in our relationships so that we can all refer back to that page in the contract mm -hmm. that says, we promised each other that we wouldn't let go without having something settled by mediation or by having this courageous conversation. And I'm just holding you to your word. Absolutely. So love it. I, I really hope you do follow through on this. If you have any questions or comments, please put them in the comment section below. Reach out to us. Connect with us uh, on, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, Instagram. We are out there. Join our inner circle at tinyurl.com forward slash find your lady tribe or my lady tribe. Check, check the notes. I always, I always bumble around on Click that one. Link. Click the link. <laughs> but uh, so until next time, though, when, when three, three or, or more gather, gather we, we are tribe. tribe. Thank you so much for joining us today for Find Your Lady Tribe. Would you do us a favor and hit that like button and add a comment? It'll really help us grow. Better yet, find the share arrow and share out to your tribe. Join us again next week on YouTube or your favorite podcast service.